0: Good afternoon, ABC Radio. My name is Corey Rosen, and welcome to the Story Podcast. Today I have on a super awesome guest, but before we get into that, I have some merchandise for sale. If you would like to support the podcast, we have stickers available, and we have shirts coming out with the first 50 guests on the back, including Mr. Ethan Horning. Ethan is a 23-year-old music producer from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He has been mixing since high school and making beats since middle school. Ethan graduated from Lebanon Valley College this year with a degree in audio and music production. He currently works as a freelance music producer and DJ. And you can follow him and his projects at Ethan Horning, Ethan underscore Horning on yeah. Instagram. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling great. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I, we, we kind of sat here a little bit before the podcast just going yeah. over mind-blowing facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. So speaking about mind-blowing facts and things that cause other things, what caused you to get into music? How, how far back
1: do you want me to go? I guess, Birth! <laughs> I guess birth! Okay. So, I mean, yeah, since I was a kid, I always loved music, and it's something that my family enjoyed together, um, and then when I was probably like eight or nine, I heard rap music for the first time, and I was like, oh my word, this is, I, I love this, um, and so I started listening to that more, got into middle school, and I was like, you know what, I I feel like I can rap a little bit, so <laughs> I, I, ra- I rapped in 7th and 8th grade middle school talent shows, mm. and then uh, from there, I was like, "You know what, I should probably make my own beats too, you know, just you know so i 'm a little more authentic and so that got me into beat making and then freshman year of high school, I took a guitar class, and then i from there, I started learning more guitar and then my sophomore year of high school, I started learning music theory. Mm-hmm. I took a class and then continued to learn and then from there, I knew that God wanted me to go in the direction of music production when I was, I think, a junior in high school, Um, and so I looked at colleges, ended up going to Lebanon Valley, uh, and then graduated and did my internship, and
0: yeah, here I am. So, tell me more about the opportunities you received in college and uh, the beat mixing and all that jazz. Yeah, I mean, college was was
1: awesome. (laughs) I can't even lie. College was probably like the best four years of my life so far, Um, not only because of the opportunities I had to produce and make beats and whatever, but... Just from the people I was around, mm. um, but if we're gonna talk opportunities, I think being in those classes was great because it taught me a bunch of different areas that I could learn. Uh, you know, like podcasting to advertising, making commercials, and then of course, you know, mixing records. Mm-hmm. And um, that got me in connection with a lot of really really cool people at that school. Um, some of the guys I'm actually still connected with. When we talk on the daily, which is awesome. Uh, actually, shout out to my man, Jonathan Bellarmino, because him and I is <laughs> still super close and, and uh, I really appreciate him. Um but then actually the the biggest thing that I got from college was an internship. Mm. Um there's a guy, Carl Bonner, who's actually my mentor now. I work with him on a bunch of projects. and he offered, well, I reached out to him because he was a guest speaker at one of my classes in well uh, last fall. And so I reached out to him because I have more questions about his business because he's um, he's also a freelance music producer. Oh yeah. And so I reached out to him. I talked to him, and I was like, "Hey, do you offer internships?" And he's like, "Yeah, like let's meet in the studio someday." And so I met him at a studio. We talked, and yeah, that was my that was my spring this year, pretty much, just being with him. And that's definitely the best, the best opportunity I've received for sure.
0: So, what kind of projects did you get to work on under him?
1: Uh, well, we, he does mostly mixing, so we've had a lot of, I, I do a lot of mix preps for him still, actually, I still work with him a lot, a lot of mix preps, I've done some recording for him that he mixes later, um, actually, we just had a guy in the studio this week who was recording a rap song, and I got to record and do the overdubs for those, which was really fun, that guy's awesome, and, uh, so I do a lot of that for him, and I do some video reel composition for him as well, so that's a little more on the visual side, um, but I've been able to do that with him. I mean, we did so much in the spring. Now it's mostly podcast editing, mix prepping, um, and recording. When he needs it.
0: So how do you get that working? Is it does he run his own podcast? Does he does he just get uh, clients in or?
1: Yeah, he he mostly gets his clients through social media. Actually, mm. um, he's been able to reach a lot of people that way. And just con- like honestly, it's just genuine connection. Um, he would just reach out to people he really like whose music he really likes Um, and actually I I started doing this now too and just you know getting to know them and appreciating them and who they are and their music Um, and that's how a lot of his clients have come in and then of course word of mouth that's that's a huge thing as well so um, that that has been huge and I think it's a super underrated way to do things but it's it works really, it works really well.
0: Yeah, it is super underrated. People, um, like that's how I get most of my uh, guests word of mouth or just reaching out, saying, "Hey, you want to come on and talk about yeah. your life?" Yeah, that's literally how I reached out to you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, like we, we knew each other a little but, bit beforehand, yes, but of yes, yeah. So tell me about uh, what is your favorite process of like what is your favorite thing to do in regards to mixing, mastering, or uh, so- sound production, audio engineering, period.
1: That, that's a really great question. Um, I could go a lot of different directions here. I think mixing, though, is my passion. I like being able to take what people have already created and just make it fit together like a puzzle. And mm-hmm. so it just sounds really great. Uh, I love beat making and production, too. I think that is something I'm still passionate about. But mixing is just an area that I feel like I'm working with other people to make mm-hmm. it happen. It's like beat making and production, it's often like, okay, like here's what I do. Cool. But mixing is like I'm a- able to add on to what other people did, and it's a much more collaborative process. And um, I, Yeah, I, I love mixing. I'd say that has to be my
0: favorite for sure. So tell me more about beat making. How, how does that go for you? Uh, what, what does that include? Is that remixing a song, or is it just making your own beats? Typically, it's
1: original products for me. Um, I usually make my own beats. at I've done remixes a couple of times. I had my my friend Jonathan Bellomino, who I'll just call him JT from now because that's what we all call him. Um he had this really really cool arrangement. I forget what game it was from, but he did a remix of it and he was like, "Hey, like check this out." And I was like, "I need you to send me that. I want to make a beat from it." And so I did um and so it really honestly my process is just kind of whatever I'm feeling creatively. Um I mean, it, it really depends. I, I don't do it as much as I used to. I'll say that. Mm. Like When I was in college, it was one of those things that I'm like, oh, I want something to do. I'm going to make some beats. Like, let's just let's do something to get my creativity out. Whereas now, I feel like I already get a lot of that out. And I still like to beat make, or <laughs> to, beat make, to make beats. <laughs> but uh, it's just not as common anymore because I'm busier with other projects.
0: Mm. Tell me more about those other projects. Do you do DJing?
1: Yeah, I, I do DJing, as, as you know, um, through Bernie. Uh, man, <laughs> Bernie's an awesome dude. He's an awesome dude. Uh, DJing, I don't have a lot of events this month, but August through October will be crazy. Um, I pretty much every weekend have a wedding or some sort of event that I'm DJing at, whether I'm just assisting another DJ or from headlining, which will be more common this fall. Um, that is, oh my word, I mean, you know from... DJing weddings as well. It it is just one of the most amazing experiences because you know it's one thing to just you know DJ you know a, a dance or whatever. Those are fun, mm-hmm. but DJing a wedding is so unique because it's like they have this one day, the most special day for them, and you get to be a part of that and really make it amazing for them. And so when you realize the the weight of that. Instead of it bringing you down, it actually kind of lifts you up a little bit, and you're like, "Wow, like they chose me to be a part of this, and I get to help them just have the best party of their life
0: yeah and it's and it's all fun because every wedding is unique, yeah, uh, what's one of the most fun weddings or most interesting, maybe kind of weird <laughs> weddings you've you've been a part of oh man those that might be two different questions um it might
1: be <laughs> <laughs> um well the most fun one I went to was last summer in June it was it was crazy because the commute was like almost two hours long it was a really long commute towards northern Pennsylvania and um it was it was so worth it though because there was a really fun crowd and we had like everyone on the dance floor like it felt like everyone was on the dance floor and that just makes it so worth it for me because when people are out there dancing it's like Okay, cool. Like you guys are really having fun. I'm doing my job well. Uh that was really fun. People were just really into it. The most interesting one I went to, I'm kinda torn because there was one that the mother of the groom passed out during their mother son dance. Oh my. And then things got heated. Like people like it was crazy. <laughs> like like the, the father of the groom then went and, like, was trying to fight his son. And I was like, what is going what? on? What? It was crazy. I was like, I don't know what's going on right now or why y'all are mad, but, like, I'm just going to keep playing music really quiet in the <laughs> background. You know? Like, I don't even really know what else to do. Uh, Start playing the entertainer. <laughs> right, right, right. to right. Play a little something in the background. And uh the other one, though, the other really interesting one I had, and this one was a much more um positive, interesting, mm. if, if you will. Um, This was when... I had one at the Cork Factory earlier this year and it was I'm trying to think I think they were I think it was a Korean wedding mm. um and so they had like a normal wedding ceremony but then instead of doing like wedding party intros they had uh a pabek, I think it's pabek ceremony where they have the bride and groom come in traditional Korean um garments and they have this whole big thing, like they have someone running the show, and then there's, you know, the parents of the bride, the grandparents of the bride, parents of the groom, grandparents of the groom, and they, you know, pay their respects, and then the people that aren't the bride and groom, like the the parents and the grandparents, they throw dates and, I think like,
0: like peanuts, fruits?
1: yeah, like 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 literally like, like dates, fruits? yeah, okay. they throw like dates and like some like walnuts or peanuts or something, toward them. And however many the bride and groom can catch is supposedly how many kids are going to
0: have. Oh my!
1: It's super interesting. I was like, man, why don't we have anything like this like popular in American culture? Because that is super interesting. Yeah. I was like that. I mean, it was super cool. I I think that was probably one of my favorite weddings, and they they were fun for the rest of the night right. too.
0: But. That's that's awesome. One of the most interesting weddings I went to was uh um, not at. That not a not with Bernie, but with a complete and um. <laughs> the 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 groom had a love for dinosaurs. Okay. And so what um what they didn't tell the groom this, but the bride was was they got they got an inflatable dinosaur suit. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I know it's gonna play out. <laughs> well, in well, her uh, and guess what her, professional song was. Jurassic Park, I, of course, of course.
1: Say, I was about to say, I'm like, Of course, it is, yeah, of course,
0: it is, right? It's yeah. and but well, that would, but you know, the groom already knew all that. He didn't know, however, that there was gonna be a dinosaur walking up to marry him. <laughs> wait, 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 this is during the ceremony, during the ceremony, I yeah. You were talking
1: during like the intros. No, no, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So
0: she walks down uh, the aisle in her dinosaur costume <laughs> to the sound of you know, Jurassic Park. And it was the best thing ever. But the problem was, uh, so they put the sheet up to her on, like, get out of the suit. Mm-hmm. But it took too long. <laughs> so I'd, like, keep writing oh, back. Oh, right, just playing it back. <laughs> playing it like... back. <laughs> wow. But otherwise, than that, it went perfectly fine. And interestingly enough, there just happened to be fireworks at night. Oh. So they had the option of having their last dance or going to get patients with fireworks. <laughs> and obviously... They chose firework wedding po- photos afterwards. Right. It was awesome. Wow.
1: Dude, that would be so sick. That was, <laughs> be yeah,
0: good. that was one of my most... And it was also an Indian wedding, too. Oh, nice. So it, I had to play uh, Indian music, which I was not very well acquainted to, mm. uh, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was a lot of fun, man. It was really fun. Really good food, mm. not surprisingly.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, honestly, I'm amazed at like how diverse food can be like i mean I've, so I, I grew up in lancaster county pennsylvania like literally where we are now mm-hmm. and it was like pretty much you know pennsylvania dutch cooking yeah and then you go into lancaster city and you start getting some of the different you know cultural foods and it's like oh my gosh, this is so good
0: shout how can to... it sound
1: so, how can it be so good and be so different like right. it's yeah.
0: amazing like it is incredible and shout out to uh el rincon ponciano uh there's a I wish I could speak Spanish, but um, it's it's a it's a little bodega on like Walnut and Queen, next to John Jack Williams. Okay. Um, and they have the empanadas the size of my hand, and my hand is a giant hand. Yeah, you do. You have a big (laughs) hand. And they're two bucks. Wow. Okay. Yeah, empanadas the size of my hand, and the only reason why I realized that was because I had to drop off my car at Jack and Jack Williams, and then I had to walk back to my house, and I was like. I might as well get something for the walk back, cause that's yeah. I that's live on Orange Street past the Penitentiary. Okay. Or I did at the time, so it was a long walk. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. So I was like, fine. I'll just stop at this this little place and see what they got, and they had these giant empanadas the size of my hand. I'm like, I'm getting six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my word, yeah.
1: Wow, dude. There's a oh, there's a place. Oh, I can't remember now. There's a Thai place in Lancaster. It's like just on the outskirts of the city. Mm. Oh my word. So good. They ha- they made pineapple fried rice. What? It was so good, dude. It was so good. Like fried rice with pineapple in it. Yeah. It was so good. That
0: seems so weird. It, it's it's like,
1: it's one of those things where I like pineapple on pizza. So I'm like, <laughs> no, but, one of don't like the truth right now. but it's like, you. I think it's one of those things where you don't knock it till you try it.
0: Well, of course, you know. And I'm the same. I don't. I actually don't mind. I just did that because it's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind pineapple on pizza either. I, um. To eat it together, it's a little bit weird, so I'll just separate the two. Okay. But whatever. Um, what Um, The childhood dish that grosses everybody out that I've ever talked to is tuna mac and cheese.
1: You know what? I think you and I have talked about this. I, well, I don't like yeah, tuna. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did talk about this. I That's like mac right. and cheese. It's fine. Personally, I think it's overrated, but it's fine. Mm. Tuna, though. Tuna, That's a no for me. Tuna <laughs> with no.
0: Miracle Whip. Mix it up in your mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's uh, that was that was my struggle meal of my childhood, uh, the miracle whip, and now I like to put bacon bits in
1: it. Oh, see, you know, the bacon bits—they might save that. The bacon bits might save it mm. for me. Okay, I i love bacon and love bacon bits, so that yeah. would be—that might save it for
0: me. But I, everyone else is like tuna. Yeah, Mag- <laughs> what kind of <laughs> yeah. heresy are you speaking? I mean, that's what I—that's <laughs> I thought at first too. Well, because like you make tuna casserole, and it's like the same kind of ingredients almost.
1: Oh yeah, I guess that's true.
0: You know what I mean? It's just not warm, I guess. Yeah. Tuna casserole is cold, isn't it? It's like mac and it's like mac and cheese and tuna and like whatever greens you have in there. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. cold. True. That's so very true. People are just hating on things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. So tell me, what are some of the secrets you have for DJing? Secrets, man. Tips and tricks. Oh, okay. Um. Hmm.
1: Oh man, it, that's that's a, a good question i think like for people just starting djing yeah you know what i mean oh i would say first of all you know you don't have to be a genius to do it like no, just don't. just just go for it and and don't worry too much about doing all the cool like scratching and stuff that the advanced well, guys the, do like
0: beat matching
1: or yeah all like, that jazz.
0: literally like, just fade and fade out yeah that, and that's that's fine it that works
1: Especially for weddings, because people don't expect you to be, like... Top tier. Right, they don't expect you to be, like, a Tell Us, like, you know, fully mixing in everything right. and just using vocal chops. Like, no, like, it's not like that.
0: Even Tell Us hardly does that. I mean, I mean
1: <laughs> I'm i not going to speak on that. I'm not going to speak on that. Unless they but. have, like, a specific <laughs> DJ there. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's, that's an important one. Uh, on top of that, I'd say reading the room is really important. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, there might be a song that you think is really great, but if no one's on the dance floor really enjoying it, you know, you just have to try to, you know, maybe cut it short or try to do something else. The other though, it's interesting. I have to bring up this point too. Just because people aren't on the dance floor doesn't mean you're a bad DJ.
0: Mm.
1: Because there have been several times, literally just this year, where I'll be mixing on a DJ board and it'll feel like I can do no wrong. Like I, every single song I play, there's like boom, oh yeah, we love it, keep it going. And then there'll be other times where it's like I am pulling out the best stuff that the bride and groom requested,
0: and, and no one's going. There's like going three on.
1: people, and it's like you know, it's it's really not. DJing isn't always a an outcome based.
0: Thing no, it's about the vibe or, or, the, or the feeling mm-hmm. in the room, because there's there's some people who just don't dance. Exactly, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. They might just want to hear old classics. What yeah. I learned is that oftentimes when I'm playing the newer stuff and there aren't people on the dance floor, I'll I'll pull out the oldies, and then yeah. all of the old people get up and go out to the dance floor. Yeah, exactly. And that's how you get people onto the dance floor. Is it's maybe the the younger generation just wants to sit around and drink, and that's totally fine. Right. But the older generation might want to dance. You know, and and that pull out the Frank Sinatra. Oh, all the old couples immediately. Oh
1: yeah, and it's that's honestly one of the most incredible things for me to see too. Yeah. When like when it's just like a bunch of people that are, you know, older than than what you expect to be dancing, and they're just out there having a blast. It's like that's what you know what like I'm gonna keep catering to you because pho- y'all are having fun. Yeah.
0: And the and the photographer is gonna love you, and the bride yeah. and groom are gonna love you because they're gonna have pictures of their older people, probably probably the last times they're ever gonna get them the pictures of dancing. Yeah. Right. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. And, and I, I can't, it's, it's a little sad to say, but I can't tell you how many times that Brian and grooms have thanked me for doing that, wow. even though they never, uh, they never wanted that. They were like, thank you so much. Cause these, this is the last time that they know, they already mm-hmm. know that things are happening in their, in their lives. Right. Right. And so that's the last time that they're ever going to see them like this happy together. Yeah. And wow. so, I mean, well, I mean, it's, it's the, it's the life, isn't it? Mm. And it's the joy. To have people come out to a Frank Sinatra song and have them kill it on the dance. There are some old yeah. people who can dance. Oh, I know.
1: Oh, I know. Some, like literally, there are people that are in like their seventies and eighties that dance better than I do. Yeah, and, and <laughs>
0: I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. And they're <laughs> I mean, busting out jigs left and right, and they're twirling each other. I'm like, hey, yo, <laughs>
1: like, hold on, you want to teach me that real quick? Yeah, hold yeah, yeah. Oh, let, me, <laughs> I mean, let me get a turn. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. So reading the room, important. Mm. Anything else? uh you know i guess catering to the venue not the bride i'd say it, that's
1: such a fine line it is it's a fine line because you, you a lot of the brides i've been able to work with and you know support them during your day it has been much more of a you know relaxed like oh yeah you know what like as long as we get to the dancing like you can play the song you know feel free to branch out and and whereas venues tend to be a little more strict, I so I think I think that's a a good point you make in the sense that if your bride and groom are a little Well, okay, let's just be honest. If the bride, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> let's be honest, brides, we recognize that this is this is your important this day. Is, okay, it, this is your day. It's this 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 not just a woman thing. It's it, your day. It is. It is. It is. It forget the groom. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the, literally, his opinion doesn't matter nearly it, as it much doesn't. as yours. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and so if if it's a really laid back bride. Cool, but if it's a bride that is also, or if it versus if it's a bride that is a little more strict, strict about yeah. things or uptight, like that's completely fine. It is your day; you can do it your way. Yes, but then I typically have it your way. Literally, literally, I'm <laughs> quoting Bernie's like uh, slogan right now: "It's your day, your way." Like that's his uh, slogan yeah. for for portable sounds. Um. Anyway, but you know, if it's a, a more strict bride, then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna c- cater to her because mm-hmm. chances are, you know, sh- you know, this is this is her only chance. Right? right. This is this is her wedding day. She wants
0: to be perfect,
1: so I want it to be perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so it, yeah, if the bride is really relaxed, but I would make sure because I yeah. know this from experience. Uh, the venue comes first mm. because those are the people that are going to get you more weddings. That bride, that bride isn't going to cancel you right. for more weddings. The mm-hmm. venue will. Yeah, that's true. The the, the venue will
1: definitely. If you are good with them, they will. Yeah, they'll really rehire though. you. And, and the big thing too is even you a bride can't rehire you. <laughs> you can't. Right? Yeah. Well, I hope not. I, mean, I hope not. Yeah. But. Um, but but you know you make a good point, and I think it, what it really comes down to is you shouldn't treat either one like they're just like not. Oh no, friend. you shouldn't. Not you know, like, at all. You should you should be able to find a balance. There's where, a fine line. Right, where it's like okay, I'm prioritizing the bride or prioritizing the venue. But they're both still super important, yes. and I'm going to do everything I can because chances are their entrance aren't gonna clash. No, chances are Th- they're gonna are be denied. going the same yeah. direction,
0: unless it's a wild party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had too many of
1: those, but you know,
0: I know I've what had you a made. few of those. There's, was, <laughs> there are some people who like to uh, get really party worthy. Oh, and uh, <laughs> okay. clothes are a second option. Sometimes. Oh, I I've never witnessed that, and I'm.
1: I'm thankful it hasn't happened um although i have had situations where there's just like a bro- uh, not a bridesmaid um like a groomsman who's just like running around and like his undershirt and like his boxers i've had that happen before and i'm like well actually i was just at a wedding recently where people literally jumped into a pond after like <laughs> after like the ceremony or not the ceremony after the reception i was like what what? <laughs> what are y'all doing right now like good for you i really hope y'all phones weren't in there yeah. <laughs> i hope y'all suits yeah oh my word, I know. i was like i'm not gonna jump in i'm not trying to
0: ruin my my suit right. <laughs> i would never if here's here's one thing i if for my wedding i want a winter wedding oh really and i think it would be absolutely gorgeous to have like and i say this as a full man but i want <laughs> i want to have like full first suits like a had like like Wow. Like full, like full fur coats and everything. It's so like still an outdoor wedding. An outdoor wedding no. in the snow. Oh come on! Your guests would be so mad. I th- it's not about them. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about them. It's about me. It's about it's about, well, it, my my bride has her options. <laughs> no,
1: we, we just we just got done saying how the bride more yeah, I, I know.
0: I know. But I, this is my fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. But I would because I hate, I hate the summer. Really? I, yeah, because you can't. There's only so many clothes you can wear. Yeah, or you can like, true. you know, not wear. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. it to be socially acceptable.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's that's very true. And some of
0: these weddings, I know you know, are hot.
1: Dude, the all black is kind of a killer. Sometimes. Exactly. I'm, you, you know,
0: know right what I'm black. saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, same. Yeah. But uh, but it's like it might, like if I'm in the winter, I can put on a fur coat. Uh, we'll look we'll look fabulous. Sure. right yeah. these pictures are gonna be like of none other none other wedding true right yeah and imagine her in her like white fur coat wedding dress that'd be tough that that'd be nice that'd be nice though that'd be pretty cool and just me in my big old fur coat suit as well i feel like you would rock that too like you exactly a fur coat, that, you would
1: rock that 100 percent
0: right and I whoever my bride is i'm sure would be totally down for it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I hope so that'd be awesome that would be so sick imagine yeah. the like the snow falling and the Dude, that just be so cool, wouldn't it? It be it be cool
1: and I mean you'd have to have a really really short ceremony though. Oh, of course. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, everything else is inside. Yeah, yeah. But the cere- the ceremony or the pictures or whatever the outside, people uh, you know, we have there's heaters, there's sure. portable heaters as well. Mm-hmm. But I would do that. That would just be a sick wedding, I think I feel, yeah. and and no there would be no sweating when you do the pre-pictures. <laughs> That's true.
1: You might you might be looking frigid, but you won't be You won't won't be be freezing,
0: and the pictures will probably come out really nice because we aren't dying in our dresses and suits.
1: That's true. I can't say how many times people just look like they look awful. They look like something's going wrong because how hot it is. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's and and oh my gosh, some people, some some men especially. Yeah. When they start like sweat when they start sweating like crazy and then it's like I, I can't even get the ring the ring is falling off because yeah. so their hands are so slippery and sweaty.
1: Yeah. I think this is a great opportunity to give a PSA again to the brides and grooms. I highly recommend you don't do an outdoor wedding. It can be not nice in the summer. Oh, sometimes. definitely not in the summer. Um or in the spring or in the winter.
0: <laughs> or in the I winter mean, or in the fall. Ever, uh, never re- actually. <laughs> that's honestly kind of a rule I have.
1: I'm like, I would much rather pay for an indoor venue. Oh, for God. ceremony and reception, especially if the, the weather is so unpredictable. It is. I mean, even in Pennsylvania, where, I mean, I've been to a Colorado wedding, and that's really unpredictable. Okay. But even in PA, it's, like, unpredictable. And so you have to, I mean, there's just so much I can there's go so wrong. There's so many
0: factors. The humidity. Your hair goes frizzy. What You know, it rains all of a sudden. Oh, no, there's hail. It, literally, literally, anything can happen bugs mm-hmm. oh yeah you remember that wedding we had at the farm recently yeah
1: oh that was awful i was getting bit up so much
0: yeah me too oh. i still have bug bites from then the bugs were god awful beautiful place oh yeah bugs horrible yeah and <laughs> not to mention the spiders trying to attack us. yeah dude i was like you're like oh yeah i think can kill you and i'm like this little spider can kill me yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah it's okay. a brown recluse. So they're poison. they're venomous not well I know they're venomous. I won't speak for poisons poison when you eat it. Venom was when gotcha. injected, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure if you ate it, it wouldn't feel good. <laughs> no. no, I'm sure it wouldn't. It's it,
1: yeah. I basically, if you can, do an indoor ceremony, especially an indoor reception. Ceremony oh, absolutely. Ceremony like okay. You might be able to get away with it. Yeah. But, and I guess as a last resort, if you decide to do anything outdoor, at least have a second option because at least put it, up tents. Right. Because it's least. gonna rain. It's gonna get muddy, mm-hmm. and everyone's gonna get dirty. And, there's
0: and a lot of people that don't like that. You're a million dollar dress, or yep. however you know, wildly expensive dress is yep. ruined now. Yep. And you can't keep it forever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And these are these are real things that we've seen people go through, and and yeah. some people spend a lot on their weddings. Yeah. All for it to be rained on.
1: Oh my word! I know it. it oh, you can't
0: pay the weather. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't buy the weather.
1: No. That that's a. <laughs> It reminds me of a great lyric from uh, one of my favorite 90s and early 2000s rap groups, Outkast. It oh, yeah? said, you can plan a perfect picnic, but you can't predict the weather. That's from Miss Jackson. Y'all should look it up. Great song. Uh, but it's so true. It's you, so You true. can plan the perfect day. and The weather will say no. Exactly. You're like, oh, well, it's going to be this time of year, so it's not going to be too hot, too cold. And then it just It dumps doesn't rain. matter. Yeah, It
0: doesn't, it literally, it can be the dry season, it can be the wet season, it doesn't matter. Central PA, it's unpredictable. Yeah. Especially because there's mountains to, to the west. Right. The west. <laughs> to the west. Uh, mountains to the south. You got Lake Erie up there. You got the whole Atlantic Ocean over there. Mm-hmm. And it, it humidity is always hot. Yep. And you can never, you can never really tell. And that's, I feel bad for people uh, with weddings in like, like the Delmarva Peninsula, yeah. Because it's so god-awful all the time. Yeah. The only acceptable times are like right on the cusp of winter and spring. Mm-hmm. Or right on the cusp of fall and winter. Yeah, Those are the only acceptable times that I would ever have an outdoor wedding. Because it's mm-hmm. nice. It's sweatshirt weather. Yeah. And which means sweatshirt weather, by the way, is suit-wearing weather. Yes, yes. <laughs> yep, 100%. That's when. That's, why, so that's when you can get away with wearing a suit and feel perfectly fine. And not be sweating a million miles per hour,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. it's very true.
0: have any other advice for future? <laughs>
1: oh man, well, you really want it No, I'm kidding uh no nah, man i I don't know i mean i'm I'm not married so
0: <laughs> I mean I don't have really any advice like the wedding stuff
1: oh, in terms of wedding, oh oh oh. Ooh, get a wedding planner. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I was, was going to say. Don't try to do it all Don't on your do own, it yourself, it's especially bad. on the day. If you don't have a planner on the day of, or like a coordinator, you will be so stressed out and you won't enjoy your day. You I mean, won't, how, it won't.
0: How many times have we seen this happen?
1: Too many.
0: I've seen it too many times. I, I've seen it happen once. <laughs> it was too many times. Dude. And this wasn't even for a wedding, this was for an elopement.
1: <laughs> Which yeah. Is... And that's, I mean, imagine like a full out, like, 200 person wedding and the and bride tr- is in the, charge
0: no you are gonna stress yourself out beyond repair and it's not gonna be fun for you exactly
1: yeah it, it's 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 just one of those necessary purchases <laughs> that people don't realize they need but it is going to be so worthwhile
0: you're not gonna be crying tears of joy like you should yeah it's gonna be tears, <laughs> of, pain tears of pain and stress
1: yeah you have mascara everywhere. Yeah, I'm sure the groom will be upset too. <laughs> like,
0: well, I mean, eventually. Like, well, that's how it works. If the, if the one is stressed, the other gets stressed. Right. Yeah. That's very much how it is. It, mm-hmm. It's it's a balance between it's mainly keeping the bride happy, but the yeah. groom. Most of the grooms are pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, but it's if the bride's upset, then the groom's like, okay, why is my now wife upset? Yep. Uh huh. It's, it's very instinctive. It's very instinctive, and it's very right. Hmm. And so if you are trying to plan your own wedding don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that's the best advice I could ever imagine. Like, just don't. Give it to at least at least give your planning over to the DJ cuz yeah. the D, if, if the if the wedding planner or coordinator fails it's the DJ's job. Yep. At least that's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um so if if you don't have a planner or coordinator give it to the DJ. The DJ will most likely know what to do. Yes, just stop. Get just stop. Get, get, <laughs> some help. get some help <laughs> it's Michael Jackson uh, my, Michael, no, Michael Jordan. Jordan Michael Jordan yeah. Michael Jordan meme uh, get, Stop it Get, some, get help. some help Please do Don't Don't stress yourself out Yeah And you're, if you think That you're an organized person You're not well, well, Oh I mean, you, you could, I mean, be, you could but, be But the, not on the wedding day
1: Oh my word I mean If, if you've been to college You know you're like Taking notes Studying for exams Imagine that Like times ten final finals Like ten times ten
0: and, and then you have to uh, factor in guests who don't know what they're doing. Oh, my God. Because oh. no, nobody ever knows what they're doing. No, and, and it's like there's just so much stuff that
1: when you think about getting married, you don't even realize. You're like, oh, well, it's not just how many guests, but where are they going to sit during the reception? Because there's going to be exes there. There's going to be, you know, well, not just ex-girlfriends and boyfriends, but ex-husbands and ex-wives probably. There's going to be estranged there cousins. Might, there
0: might be a divorce in the family.
1: Right. Like, like the moms and dads. They yeah. might
0: not be quite over it yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, who the last the last thing you want is for someone else to ruin the wedding because
0: you, you didn't, didn't plan, plan it. for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got to think about all these family politics. I mean, it yeah. is so tr- I've had a few weddings absolutely turn into disasters mm. because the the stepfather or the stepmother got upset about the other mother, other dad. So, yeah. It's it happens, yeah. and people can't put aside politics for a wedding. Yeah, that's I, and that this is not Republican versus Democrat. This is just right. I don't like this particular person because we used to date and now we're divorced and mother, yeah. and all that sticky, very sticky yeah, and, stuff. And understandably so.
1: Like we're, we're not we're not, not we're, saying we're, that you yes. have to put that out all aside. Like, we understand it's a very difficult it's, situation. Yes. but just be aware, be of aware that. of that, yeah. and
0: realize that you can't. First off, you're mainly focused on yourself, mm-hmm. and that's the main problem. You have to have someone who can take a bird's-eye view yeah. of everything mm-hmm. and see everything. And as a bride, that's near impossible mm-hmm. because you're so being Because well, it, 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 so. it, it is your day. Is your, it is your day. It's literally your day. You're, you're literally thinking about it all yourself. Yeah. You have to have someone else who can take a step back and see all the things and see, oh, that's not going to work because catering may may need to go here. Yeah. Oh, so many horror stories about so, that. So, it's so many horror shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, give your uh vendors food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's just common courtesy now, but yeah, I mean, I that is very important. You know, I don't want to be going there to, you know, drive almost 2 hours some places and then I don't get to eat. That would be pretty awful. It's happened
0: to me a few times where people like, oh, yeah, we forgot to lay out food for you. And I'm like, oh, well, thanks. Cool.
1: I hope you guys and... like listening to 50s music all night. <laughs> <laughs> No, I would never do that. Yeah. Uh, that,
0: that that's – I mean because at that point I'm just working for a tip. Yeah, right? that's, yeah, yeah. And, and that that's – tip your vendors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say food is more important than tip. Oh, but a tip. A tip is always nice. Tip is always nice. Tip is always nice. Yeah. So, um, how long do you think? What 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 are your plans after this? Do you continue to keep DJing? Do you want to uh, branch out into like audio engineering and like make your own studio or what? I mean,
1: uh, I'm kind of torn because I love DJing. DJing mm-hmm. is so super fun It's su-
0: super rewarding too. Oh my
1: word, yeah! It's probably one of the most rewarding jobs I've ever had, and it's weird calling it a job because it doesn't heart, feel like a job. It right. Really doesn't, and the people are always so great and. It makes it so worthwhile to do mm. that. Um, not to mention that I mean, it's a very lucrative industry. It is, um, especially here. Yeah, I'm aware. Lancaster has so many weddings. So many weddings. Mm-hmm. The um, wedding season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fall. Fall will be insane. Oh yeah. Um, but I do. I do hope that sometime in the future I can have a full-time, like, only focused career on music production. Mm. Um, whether that happens or not, I mean, I'm, I'm open to see what God has for me, and I'm, I'm definitely not trying to force my will in, over his. Um, but I, I've definitely thought about moving somewhere like Charlotte, North Carolina, or Atlanta, mm. Georgia. To, yeah, that's where to, the rap scene's at. Yeah, to, to focus on music production. And, and right now I have, you know, people I'm talking to from all over the world. Right? It's like a lot oh, yeah. of the guys that Carl talks to and the guys I've I worked with. I mean, we got people in LA, we got people in New York, we've got people in Australia, England, yeah. a lot of people in England, actually. London is, is popping right now. <laughs> I've heard yeah. for rap, right? Just honestly, in general. I mean, oh, in London, general. for rap, it's good too. I've actually um, got to meet some guys from there. But um, just in general, the music scene is pretty big over really? there right now, at least from, from my vantage point and where we've been able to meet with people. So, I mean,. Oh, I, I kind of got on a tangent there. But ideally, I think it would be cool for me to, to be able to go full-time. Having my own studio would be nice, but honestly, if I just have like a little studio room in my mm. house, that's fine with me because it'll be mostly mixing and post-production rather than the recording side of things.
0: Right. That's something I, I've been trying to get into, but <laughs> electricity is a little wacky. Yeah, it is. It is a little wacky. And um, <laughs> I also think there's a ghost in my house. What? Yeah. Well, because so I have my setup right, and yeah. and uh, it's like a standing desk kind of thing, but um, and I've never had problems with this setup ever until I moved into my new apartment, wow. and where because my monitor went flying across the screen, like, like, it literally felt like it was pushed. Wow. Like, and I don't know, and so I'm having all. Another thing that's happening is a lot of things are exploding in my house. And yeah, what? Yeah, my shaving cream explodes. This is why I haven't shaved my beard in the longest time, because oh, okay. I'm not buying another shaving cream <laughs> just for it to explode. Right. And uh, my toothpaste has exploded. Uh, my uh, shampoo and conditioner have exploded. Granted, those are necessities, so I have bought more of those. <laughs> sure. Um, but, like, my sunscreen exploded. Wow. And I, I think it's because of the humidity. I don't, I don't know if that's a thing or not. Maybe, like, an air pressure thing. I think so. I, that's what I... But but why is my how question. is my question why how like hand sanitizer our... also explodes as well like is... it's, yeah i don't know it's just it, I, so i've taken the cap off of everything that could possibly ever ex- like experience that pressure and yeah boom. yeah So i'm taking the cap off of everything and it drives my roommate crazy i'm like listen what do you want what do you want to happen you want our closet to be full of shampoo or do you want to just rather it open and smell like shampoo Right. But you know I mean, shampoo smells good. Like, yeah, and it's going to smell like shampoo either way. So have your pick and choice of a mess to clean up or not.
1: Right. Yeah, it's, tr- it's true. Yeah, it's going to smell like that regardless. So you might as well just not have the spill.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. But to have my own studio in a place of, of exploding things <laughs> is not good. Only I only had hand sanitizer explode all over my equipment. I'm like... Ugh!
1: Yeah, oh, that that's bad. Well, it was clean,
0: though.
1: <laughs> I don't know if your mic will be happy with that, but... uh.
0: No, that, no, my I I really need some like Windex, like so in like clean oh, my monitor. Yeah, because this stuff like has residue left. Mm-hmm. It ruined my TV, like mm. dead seriously killed my TV. Wow. Well, what what's your setup like? Uh, so my setup is like, so I have I have uh my MK uh audio keyboard on here. I have my keyboard underneath, which I thought was really cool, um, because I have I have like a standing thing where you can like lift it up and lift it down. Okay. Um, uh, don't click that, please. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, then I have, like, in my monitor, I have my two M-Audio speakers beside me that also just, like, to randomly be pushed off the table for whatever reason. And <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's the, uh, it's, weird, man. it's weird, man. And then I, I have, a uh, the Mac Mini. Okay. And so yeah. I have, like, Logic and Oh, uh, dude, Mac, that, that, that Mac things. Mini is so cool. It's so nice, isn't yeah. it? It's really powerful, too. Yeah. Yeah, sucks on storage space, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the power is, and it's portable. That's mm-hmm. what I love about it. I I am starting to build. Uh, I haven't really made this announcement yet, but I'm I'm starting to build a portable, uh, studio so I can when I'm doing a road trip in December. Oh nice. And I'm gonna hit the Keys, New Orleans, Dallas, Houston, or I guess Houston, Dallas, yeah. and then Nashville, <laughs> yeah, and then all the way back. And I'm thinking about interviewing people along the way. Because I've already made these connect- these wild connections, yeah. in like Australia and like Nashville and like all these people yeah. because I've been doing this, um. But yeah, that's what my studio is like. What oh, do dude. you have?
1: Oh, I, well, first of all, all you need is a little Zoom recorder. That would be golden for that. You don't even have to bring your studio with you. Just pop bring the Zoom recorder,
0: boom. Yeah, but the microphone quality.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's what, what i be worried about. Good. Yeah, uh, my studio setup. So I have. Oh, I really want a new computer. I have a MacBook mm. Air that I've been using, and I've had it since I was eighteen. Oh wow! Um, so I, I've had it for a while. I've had it for five years now. Wow,
0: that's old. <laughs> yeah. That's old
1: at that point. It is, and and I want to get a it's new. Still works. Yeah, I it, I've I've made taken pretty good care of it. That's um, good. I want to get a MacBook Pro, the like fourteen inch with the M1 Pro chip. Like, yeah, that's what my roommate
0: and like the one terabyte of storage. Yeah, that's what my roommate has, and all he does is just plug it into his setup and then takes it out. He doesn't even have like his own separate computer for it. I know those things are so powerful. I know. Yeah, uh, that's I what I get should that. get.
1: Yeah, honestly, yeah, that would be a really wise investment. Um, so I have my my MacBook Air. I have a Focusrite Solo. That's what I have too. Yeah, yeah. for my interface, um, two, Presonus. Ares monitors they they're fine. They don't have great bass response, but in my little room that probably wouldn't be great anyway. Right. Um I have a keyboard, I have a drum pad machine. Uh um, Oh, nice. It, I don't use it that often. Right. It's just when I'm making beats usually. Um It's useful though. Oh yeah. Super yeah. nice. And and the keyboard is nice too, but it's, it's kind of small. I think mm. if I would get another one to be great. Um Yeah,
0: I only have a 49
1: uh key, oh, but it has only 33. Oh, what? Yeah. It's really small. I, I think know, an 81 would be great. but
0: 81 would be great, but mine has the, the drum pad on it as well. Oh, uh, okay. So. Yeah. So that that's my mo- most of my setup.
1: I like doing a lot of mixing in the box. So I don't really have a lot. I don't really have like hardly any outboard gear. I just have a bunch of like really great plugins that I like to use. Um... Shout out your best plugins. Oh, my best plugins? Dude. Okay. Shout out to my man, Carl, my main mentor and uh, producer. I love to work with him and Lucas Kino, who um, is a great guy, producer I'd, I've worked with for a while now. Um, I guess I shouldn't say for a while. It's been more recent. But um, they both recommended that I get Melodyne, which I'm not sure if you know what Oh, Melodyne yes, is. of
0: course. Like the auto, the pitch
1: correction? Yeah. It, it is awesome. I mean, it just sounds so natural and clean. It does. And, oh, How much is, is that? Depends on which version you get. I got mine for like 250, and it's Awesome! Jeez. Like it, it's so worth the money. It is amazing. Makes any vocal sound incredible. You, um, you
0: sure, just, just about. I, was like, I, was like, I, I use Logic's uh, auto. Co- oh as well. really? Yeah, because and it, it, I mean, it, it fits. I mean, I'll play one of my songs and you can hear listen to it because mm-hmm. I can't sing. Oh, Okay, so. I'm not a great vocalist.
1: Here. That's why I do production. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the, the the joke is always that us mixers and music producers. We always wanted to be artists, but it we, is, we it's didn't so have the true. talent, so we decided to do production It's inside. so true.
0: You have a voice for production. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Right. A- You know, you might not be a great singer, but production is right in your line of work. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, what, what was I talking about before? Uh, Melodyne. Oh, yeah. Melodyne's great. Um, I have the Slate Digital All Access Pass. That is probably one of the best investments I've ever made in my life. Really? It's... um. A whole bunch of plugins. It's got a synth that includes 808s, which is awesome. The, the What's synth. What's 808?
0: Is... What? What's 808? For those who don't know. Oh, I was like, do you do you not know what an
1: 808
0: is? Asking for a friend. Oh,
1: okay, <laughs> okay, okay. An 808 is a well, it's um based off of the Roland TR 808, which Actually, is what I an okay. old like um machine, and it's. Basically a really low bass that's super popular in rap music. It's like Yeah, that's B okay. Sound. So
0: it's like Yeah, it's got like a lot of sub. Yeah, um yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's changed a little bit in the last like five years to where it's a little more it's got a little more mid range now. Oh, and so really? you can hear the notes better and I kinda prefer it that way. Like, don't get me wrong, a nice sub bass. A like, nice vibration you feel and on the yeah. on those is the is you know, the goal, right? Yeah. I, I think the the best two song examples I can give in terms of the difference in eight oh eight would probably be like Six foot seven foot by Lil Wayne, uh, if, if you know that song, ish. Okay, I I love that song. Uh, <sighs> that's like an old older 808. I guess like you know late 2000s, early 2010s. And then you get to now where if you listen to like any Baby song, right. Or like any Migos song. Actually, Migos have some lower ones, but mostly Baby, It has a lot. He has a lot of like, you know, higher mid range type of sound in the 808. That's weird. It's, it's super cool but yeah. it's just it's just different it's, it's cool different, to see how yeah. how it's evolved over the years
0: that's cool yeah. how much does that cost dude?
1: actually the slate digital access pass i oh man, i did not even get into it it's got a bunch of great mixing plugins too not just since. but um it's 9.99 a month for the first 6 months of a year and then fourteen ninety nine a month for the next 6 months that's it wait what so so you what what you can so do it's is it was a one
0: time purchase it's financed over
1: so so you can either buy it full out for a year, I think they might not have the option. there's the two main options I remember are you can pay fourteen ninety nine a month and then stop whenever, or you can pay nine ninety well, uh, nine nine ninety nine a month for six months and then fourteen ninety nine for the next six months, but you can't stop the subscription for a year. Huh. So I mean, I went with the cheaper route because I'm like, this is awesome. I already know a lot of these plugins and it they they are amazing. Um So worth the money. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do the math in my head right now. Right, of course, of course. It's 100% worth the money.
0: So, how do you, uh, what's your, do you have a day job or is that your day job? Music, thankfully, for for now,
1: music production is my day job. Um, Mm -hmm. DJing is one of my side hustles. um, Well, my main side hustle right now. Uh, I thought about getting a, a main, like, nine to five job. Right now, I'm actually kind of busy enough that I don't really need to do that. Um That's nice. Yeah. Especially um, with
0: inflation and gas I know. prices.
1: I, I'm, I'm so thankful and I'm so, when God has really blessed me in this area right now. Um, but I'm definitely open to getting a day job, especially like I'll just be open and honest. Like, I might be 23, and I'm out of college doing music production, but I'm also like, I live with my parents. Like, right. like yeah. I, I don't have crazy expenses and like, I'm not, I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm just some bum. I'm saying that like that's just kind of like that's my life, you know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that not because I have to necessarily, because I want to I want to save money, and that's one of the reasons that's why smart uh, too. Uh, yeah, it's one of the reasons I'm able to do music production full time yeah. because I don't have those higher expenses. Um, and any business owner will tell you, you know the least amount of overhead is better. or the lesser amount of overhead, the better. So right. even if it's just like living expenses, you can lower that then do it. Like set aside your pride and do what's best for your business cuz you'll thank yourself, you know, 10 20 years later. I hate hearing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, here's here's the
0: thing. My uh I'm I'm struggling to uh, get expenses together because of the way things are going. So, like, I, my electricity doubled over the past like wow. month and that came out of nowhere. Um but uh The option for me would be move back home with my parents in Salisbury, Maryland, where Mm. nothing is going on. Right. Like, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do the podcast. I couldn't do the thing I love, which is, like, teaching children how to swim. That's what I do right now. Cool. I don't know what the DJing scene is like over there at all. Yeah. But the only thing we have going on there in regards to music is the Civic Center. That's literally Mm. it. There's hardly any theaters, hardly any mega churches or, like, churches that you can, like, go out and, like, intern at. Right. There's and the only thing over there is like factory industrial job and not to not to bash anybody that does that. It's only because I've done that in the past Mm -hmm. that I've decided, you know, what I don't like moving metal around in 90 degree (laughs) weather and the humidity of a warehouse or I'll drive a forklift all day. I'll do that. Mm. If I could get a job doing that, I'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I love driving forklifts. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) But um, a regular factory job. Not me not anymore
1: oh no me either. you know my first job was, unless you count mowing lawns but i don't my first tech like technically my first job was cleaning bathrooms it was couldn't be me dude it was all like i'd rather do that probably than like do forklift stuff just because i'm not a very that's
0: like driving things I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah to okay <laughs> but i'm not
1: a very like warehouse like built strong type of guy like like come on you can look at me you see i'm a pretty skinny dude right but Unless um, we get a forklift. Like, I mean, <laughs> sure, exactly sure. Why. Um, but you know that was that was my first job, and so even when things are rough, when it can, like if there's a bad night DJing or if mixing is just not really going well, I mean I just look back at those days and I'm like, man, man, I like <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I don't have to clean bathrooms anymore.
0: Dude, yeah, like imagine you had a bad day and then you had to go clean
1: bathrooms. Oh, oh man. You
0: know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. If I have a bad day and I go like out DJing, I'm I'm gonna have a good time no matter yeah. what. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if it's like the worst ever, it's it's not really right. You know, you're still DJing, right? Mm-hmm. And and these are the perspectives that I have. Like, if even if I'm struggling, at least I'm doing what I love. Absolutely. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's people people will say, well, but like you're struggling, man, and and isn't this isn't this bad for you? And I'm like. But I'm loving every single second of, yeah. of my life though, yeah. even though yeah, I know in the back of my mind rent in the back of my mind food in the back of my mind gas, but also I'm doing what i what I love, and but the only problem for me is, is like insurance, yeah <laughs> like-, getting, oh, like yeah. Me- medical and dental and right. all that jazz.
1: yeah, well, that's mad expensive mad expensive,
0: and it's something I'm gonna think about soon because my parents are gonna be having to I'm just being old enough to at the point they can't cover me anymore, right right.
1: Yeah, oh my word, that's that's, a
0: whole, that's a whole big thing. I didn't know that the like you have to have insurance or else the government like penalizes you for oh, it. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. I was uh, I was like, why can't I just like risk it <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I, but you know what I mean though? It yeah. seems kinda like a scam almost at that point then. I mean I no comment. No comment, right? I'm not gonna say anything. No, I don't have
1: any opinion on it. It's fair
0: enough. Um, I was like, just just another expense for me to live, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it being in a is expensive. I know. I've, <laughs> I've
0: I've slowly realized that over the past few years that I, when I got out of college, I was like, oh shoot, gas is uh
1: oh dude, yeah five dollars and when, ever since COVID, it was like, because COVID, we had like two dollar gas prices and i was like yeah, yeah let's go even though i'm not really doing anything because you know COVID. right yeah right, right now it's up to like oh i actually got gas today and it's 459 a gallon which is better than it had been oh yeah but it, it had been up to like five dollars a gallon and no. that's in pennsylvania like in california was, it was probably oh it's like 10
0: bucks and uh, they they like reprogram their uh their like counters to account for double digit numbers oh my gosh and uh, it was funny i went on a road trip in november this past this past november i went to chicago and at that point that was the highest i'd ever seen gas and it was 439 oh (laughs) and i was like so great (laughs) that would be so great right now it's it's like man how 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 lucky are we to be over here and not um blessed uh i'm very blessed yeah the, the life that we live 100%. Let's talk about that, uh God in your life. How do you cause there are some uh weddings that can be uh a lot in terms of like music and uh very raunchy music. So mm-hmm. how how do you balance that between you and your Christian life? Wow, that's a good that's a good
1: question. Um could you ex,
0: uh explain it a little bit more? I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So in the Bible it talk it talks about uh stuff that we intake and stuff that comes out. How and as Christians or secular music can be very unchristlike. Sure. So how do you balance that? Uh, how, do you let it affect you? Does that is that a is that a process for you at all, or does it not just affect you?
1: You know, when it comes to music, and people might have different opinions on this for me, coming from a Christian background, but I think it comes down to for me, the what what Paul says. Now everything is. Um, what is it? Everything is permissible, but not, but not everything is beneficial. Mm. And for, so, for some people, you know, listening to secular music is really going to cause them to sin. Yeah. It's going to, you know, cause them to act out or to think Sumble lustfully, and, whatever. Yep. But, um, you know, for me, I've been around music for so long. And music is such a big part of my life that I kind of have an analytical mind about it now. You know, I don't really think about, oh, yeah, you know, this song is, you know, saying terrible things about people or this song is whatever. Usually, I just listen to the music and. I'm not saying I disregard the message, because I, I do care about the message, but I think I have a much more analytical perspective on it now, and I try to be understanding as well, and try to understand, mm-hmm. like, okay, especially, well you know, with rap music especially, I think it kind of gets a bad rap, because, <laughs> not not that trying went, to make a pun, but, you know, right. I think a lot of people just say, oh, well, that's rap music, is terrible. Right, it's but satanic, or whatever. I'm like, but, you know, you don't understand, there's a lot of complexity in that. There are people who, for one, are making Christian rap music, which y'all don't want to sleep on that like it's good i I was i was around when christian rap was still corny okay like it's not corny anymore it's It's, good thank the lord because oh man it was a struggle for a while but on top of that even the guys that aren't you know even the guys that aren't christians (laughs) are you thinking about like some of the old old ones yeah yeah um yeah big shout out to guys like um lecrae and uh cross movement because they were really the ones that yeah yeah, really made start making really good music Um, but even with secular artists a lot of the times what they're saying is they're they're not trying to prescribe anything Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times our mistake is we think oh they're trying to tell me how to live no they're saying what their life is like and are telling their story literally yeah they are (laughs) explaining their lives so when you know a guy like J. Cole talks about you know the things that he dealt with growing up I don't think oh I should live the same way he did no, he there's a reason he's saying the things he is. He's trying to not only explain his life, but Get chances past are it. right. Especially like a guy like J. Cole, who is trying to help people not stay in the places he was mm-hmm. when he was younger. Um, I think it's much more common for Christian artists to do that and have that kind of mentality. I mean, you think about guys, there are a lot of guys like I mean, just because I brought him up already, like Lecrae. Who have just an incredibly positive message, and they talk about how their lives have changed, and yet people like in the Christian community are trying to like cancel him because he's not saying Christ enough, or he's not saying you know he's not quoting scripture enough,
0: and it's like y'all—they are the same people who listen to You Too, (laughs) (laughs) bro. I I ain't gonna. I like. I
1: don't even mind You Too, but like I know what you mean, you know. And and it's, it's so frustrating because at one point, at some point, you have to ask yourself if you're one of those people is it really about the lyrics or is it about what you perceive to be the lyrics based on the music behind it? Right. Because, are um, you stereotyping rap? Exactly. You know, there are a lot of, sure, I'm not going to lie and say there aren't rappers that are misogynistic are. and, you know, trying to get people to live terrible lives. Sure. But there are also, I'd say, equally as many rappers. People don't yeah. even realize. Equally as many rappers that are out there trying to do, say what they say and do what they do. So that they can get, so other people don't have to follow in their footsteps. I mean, even a guy like Meek Mill, you hear about his story. I don't know if you've seen his documentary, um, Free Meek. It's on Amazon Prime. He talks about how you know the legal system failed him as a black man. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, I watched that and I was like, oh my gosh, like this this man was failed by by our justice system. And, And the fact is, he isn't just saying that because you know he's ticked off. Whatever, I'm sure he is but he's doing it so that he can bring awareness to maybe people that don't look like him that mm-hmm. these things are happening. So for us to just say oh well you know it's, he's a terrible person or he he's saying terrible things that's dismissing right. like, the, the bigger problem. picture. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And there's so many complexities and nuances that come through that. Yeah. You got to realize that rap is is not one genre. Yeah. It's it is there are many subgenres of rap. And it, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff in there for sure. There's, yeah, there, there's some weird stuff. Yeah. One of my favorite rap songs has to be. Uh, oh, it's the movie theater, crocodile, alligator. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. <laughs> oh yeah, like that that meme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what is,
1: what, I can't. Remember. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's a great song.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny, a funny song.
0: It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. Um, but there's that kind of rap, and then there's the more very serious and. That's what rap is. Uh, it's basically it's spoken poetry. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh my right? It's, it's rhythm it. and poetry. That's yeah. what it stands for, right? Mm-hmm. Rap, and uh, and a lot of it comes from a place down deep in each artist. These yeah. these are not people who are joking around or people who are just having fun, even though it can be fun, right? There's I mean, the party scene. There's the party of rap, scene. Sure, but it's a lot of these people spilling out their hearts, yeah, and telling you how they see it. Well, and, and you know, it's
1: super interesting to me because we coming back to kind of like the stereotyping of a, a musical genre. You know, like a lot of our comment, like our typical contemporary Christian like or, or worship music right now, it's just indie rock. Like think about, yeah, like it, it's so, basically yeah. like indie alt rock. And if you really think about the amount of indie alt rock that's out there that is not Christian. not glorifying God in the slightest, then it's like, oh, you realize it's not about the
0: style at all. It's no, a, uh, well, it's, it's not about the style genre. It's not at about all. the style. style Besides, a lot of contemporary Christian music copies popular music anyway. <laughs> yeah, dude, that is one of my biggest
1: beefs right now. There's there's a guy on YouTube. I think he's spoken on this. Ruslan. He he's uh he used to rap more. He does more YouTube now. But he was talking about this, and I completely agree. Christians used to be the the people that created culture. It was yeah. And now we're just like copying. We're copying. It. It's like what are we doing? We are supposed to be. Creating
0: new things,
1: yeah. Why are we just copying what the what,
0: what everyone else is doing? Right. No, I mean it's. I mean, it's so true. There are so many people who within the church who are like, yo, you do music. Why don't you do something productive? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, what do you think influences the culture? Yeah. Well, I mean, what was Bach doing? Though? What was Bach doing? What like, literally? What was any of the pieces? What was Chris Tomlin doing? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any? I mean, yeah. I mean, are you
1: saying that? Because there there are a lot of people that will say, you know, this song changed my life. Right, that, you know, I was I just watched a video earlier today um, of KB. Do you know who that is? He's a hmm. he's a Christian rapper, awesome guy. He actually has a podcast now called Southside Rabbi. Highly recommend. Um, but he said the reason he came to Christ was because there was a rapper who was handing out CDs, and he was a Christian. And KB listened to the album front to back, and that's how he came to Christ
0: because of music. Yeah. Imagine telling the writer of Amazing Grace. Yeah, what's the purpose of that? Yeah, <laughs> do you even know the story behind that guy? I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. right. Super exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Super slave owner turned around into uh, the you know the writer of Amazing Grace. Yeah. That uh, when pe- people don't realize a wretch like me, he's talking about a slave owner who yeah who uh, like sold children into slavery yeah. yeah like like part of the Atlantic slave trade. People yeah. don't realize that that's what a wretch like me is. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so imagine telling someone like that, no, we don't need that. We don't need music.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, just think of think of all the people that have affected lives for the good. That, if they would have just done something productive, then they, you know, we wouldn't. Imagine- telling
0: Billy Graham who needs radio <laughs> <laughs> yeah right
1: and, and it's, it's, it's crazy you know so many you know, so many people have had their lives changed because of media yeah and, and some for good some for bad some You know, for good some for bad for but sure. you know it's amazing it's really amazing to see the kind of positive impact that kind of stuff can have
0: yeah so don't knock your Christian artists yeah especially su- support people. them support your Christian buy artists buy merch buy my
1: merch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, buy buy merch from your favorite artist. That's yeah, how that's they how get their most money. It's and from merch.
0: That's how. That is correct. Listening to songs gets you nothing on like, oh, Spotify. No, nothing. does nothing. It gives you cents, Liter- not not even. Not it's really even. like like
1: tens or hundreds of cents.
0: Yeah, right. It's it's yeah. it's if you want to support an artist. You buy the merchandise, or, or go to their shows, or go to their, sh- or go to their shows. That's right. Yeah, and,
1: and some of their shows are like way too cheap to not go. Way to. too cheap. Like I yeah, went. Exactly. I went to. Um. Uh, do you know who one one six is? It's like Lecrae's like club of right. Christian rappers. They had a show in Columbus that I went to, and it was only like I think thirty dollars for a ticket, and there was like eight artists, and I knew every single one. I was like, this is a dream. <laughs> like, right. It's crazy, and you know, there's just
0: undersell, uh, undersell themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they will lower the price. And then jack up their merch prices. Because of course you want to buy merch. Right, of course. Um, yeah. I actually should have worn it today. But um I mean fans buy buy merch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buy merch and shows and, and reach that's out you, to those artists. Yeah, yeah, and that's
0: how you support them because mm-hmm. there's there is besides donating to them, there's little recourse than you can to support an artist And by well you can also refer I guess I I'd argue that you could, you can refer you can refer people to their music and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that'll work too. Mm. But if you really want, if you really do want to support them, go out to their shows, buy their merchandise, talk to them, mm. get to know them as people. Yeah, because that's gonna oh, encourage yeah. them so much more mm-hmm. than uh, than seeing how many listeners they have on Spotify. You know, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, because that's the reason they do it. Is mm-hmm. is, is it's is for, for you? It's for, for you. you. It's literally for you. Yes. With all that said, do you have I have a few questions yeah, go ahead. for you mm-hmm. in terms of <clears throat> in terms of uh, well, here's all oh, here's a few questions. How do you niche yourself into Christian hip hop? Oh, like how,
1: like how do I do that in terms of like working with artists or like what I listen to?
0: Working with artists. Working with
1: artists. Um, you know, uh, how do I niche myself? That's that's kind of a good question. I mean, I find most of the people I want to work with through social media. Mm. And it's just a matter of finding people that really want to work with me too. And you know, the, when, I, when I reach out to people, it's not like, hey, uh, you want to mix a song with me? You want to produce a song? It's not like that at all. It's, it's really just like, hey, I really like your music. I genuinely like listening to your music. And so I wanted to encourage you. And if sometime down the line they say, hey, I want to work with you, cool. If not, that's fine too because my ultimate goal is already achieved. Was to encourage them so that they would continue to want to make music and inspire people, Um, and and so how I get down to that is really just by listening to music. It's you know finding artists that I'm like, oh, I really like their music. Okay, let me let me me check out some of the more of their stuff. Oh, oh, okay, this guy, this guys are really really good. You know, every single artist I I try to reach out to, reach out to again, just for lack of a better term, right? I'm I'm talking to them. Because they're because they're genuinely good artists. Yeah, you know, and that I mean, I don't really know how else to answer your question other than I'm just you know I'm finding artists that I really like and I I love what they're doing. I love their message. I love the the beat making the production on it. Like I just like the music and I want to encourage them.
0: So that's what I do. Fair enough. So you niche yourself through the music you listen to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you think maybe younger aspiring musicians make, younger beat mixers, producers make? What, what do you think? So that others don't repeat
1: those. Biggest mistakes? Uh, okay. Or maybe that you have made. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest mistake a lot of people make, I I think I used to have a tendency to do this, is not caring about the soft skills. Soft skills like being a good hang in the room. Oh, yeah. No, right. being good at communication, being able to accept constructive criticism, mm-hmm. those things are seriously yeah, way, way, way more important than how talented of a mixer you are. Oh, you, you could be the most intellectually, you know, just a genius at mixing and production or whatever, but if you're a jerk to people, no one's going to want to record with you. No one's going to want you to mix their songs. Who cares? Like, they don't, music is, people want to work with people that they want to be around. They want to be enjoying the experience that's how you get a productive environment exactly and so if if you're you know if you're trying to be a mixer music producer i don't have a ton of experience i'm not going to sit here and say i'm like oh some you know 30 year in the industry veteran like i'm not obviously
0: you're only 23 <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly
1: but you know soft skills are so important and if, if you can learn to just enjoy being around people and get used to encouraging other people and complimenting mm-hmm. other people genuinely complimenting them you have more work than you could ever imagine. So I say that's the the first thing. The first big mistake people make is caring too little about soft skills. And, and don't get me wrong. I know that mixing, like, you know, learning how you can compre- use a compressor and EQ, that's all important. But if people really like to get along with you and they they're like to help
0: you, yes,
1: they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, actually, this sounds a little bit too much like this. Why don't you try using this
0: instead? And then you're like, right, because they're, they're going to re- receive that. They're going to rebound that soft skill back at you exactly so much of our communication is reciprocated yeah it's, it's
1: like oh you know you are nice to me i'm gonna be nice to you if you're gonna be mean to me i'm gonna be mean to you too and it, yeah it's not a right or wrong thing it's just kind of how it it's is how, most how it times. works yeah. so i mean i yeah soft skills are super important um i say another thing is just don't be afraid of rejection it, I, oh <laughs> I'm, absolutely i'm preaching to myself a little bit because I, i've traditionally been afraid of rejection and failure but you just have to go for it and, and recognize that you're going to fail. You're going to be rejected. This isn't, this isn't even just for mixing either. This is like, I mean, you can talk Worldwide, about dating, yeah, yeah you know, dating, friendships. It's a global you know, reminder. It, yeah, you know, don't be afraid of rejection and taking that next step because, you know. If, you learn. Yeah, that's exactly. That's like one of the best ways to learn is through trial and error. Um, yeah, so, you know, don't be afraid to send that, you know, that mix to your friend who knows a music producer and be like, hey, what do you think of this? And then, of course, don't be discouraged when they say, hey, you know, this is really cool. Maybe you should try doing this a little bit or, you know, it sounds a little bit like this. As the don't get offended. It. Yes. And yeah. if, I know it's super hard because we often treat music like, like our, babies. our babies. Yes. yes. Um, excuse me. You can't but,
0: get offended. And you yeah. have to be willing to try new things. Yes. Expert. Experimentation
1: is, is very important. It, it Honestly, it just it makes you feel better. If you do the same thing every time, you're going to get bored. So If
0: you're comfortable... You're not gonna be happy, right?
1: Yeah, don't don't get don't get complacent. That's another good like yeah. life life tip, I think. But, hundred percent, yeah. Those those are the big ones. Not being afraid of rejection and um, having the soft skills.
0: All right, man. Last question. Okay.
1: So, what is worship to you? Oh man, how would you define that? Worship is a way of life. Mm. Worship is, is not just you know, singing songs on a Sunday. It's not just, you know, reading my Bible. It, it's a it's a lifestyle thing. It's it's a, a daily taking up my cross and following God because worship was never intended to just be like, oh, when I feel like it, or when it's in a certain context. Right. Worship, like, you know, we are told as Christians to be living a life of worship. Everything we do should be exalting to God. And, and that's part of the reason why I don't feel the need to, like, tell people everything i'm about mm. i don't feel the need to always be telling people who aren't christians like hey what you're doing is wrong or that's sinful like right. i don't feel the need to do that because where is that ultimately going to lead to it's not going to lead to them coming close to christ no to so, be resentful exactly yeah. so that's so that's a huge part of that and so i i decided a long time ago that i was going to live and lead by example mm. that i was going to worship in my life and then just allow people to see that. And then if they wanna ask me about my beliefs on things, great. If if they don't and, and they wanna, you know, follow a different path, okay. Like I I I can't save you. Yeah. I cannot save people. Only God can. Only Jesus can. It's only by his blood. So I can't do that. So then why am I trying to act like it's all dependent on me? Because it's, right, it's not. All I can do is Live out and then love these people where they are, where they're at,
0: no matter the circumstances. Yeah, man. This has been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So if you want to follow Ethan, where can they follow? Um, I, I'm pretty big
1: on Instagram. I can't say I'm, I'm on Facebook much anymore because, um, I don't know, I, I'm just not as active. But Instagram, Ethan underscore Horning. Um, I'm public now. I used to have a private profile, but now I'm public. So just you know, go give me a follow. Um, I will probably follow you back, although to be honest, if I don't know you, don't be offended if I don't. Um I'm on Spotify too, but I don't really have any like projects out or anything that
0: it's a lot of playlists though.
1: Yeah, I do have a lot of playlists <laughs> and y'all some of y'all can like, Oh, he has some secular music on his playlist. Like he has classic rock, he has rap and I'm like, Well, you know. Well, you know. It, that's why what I listen to. That's what I listen to, yeah. So um yeah, you know, if you want you can follow me on Spotify. I'm not super active on there either, but Instagram. Is definitely a place to find me.
0: With all that said, you can follow us on facebook.com forward slash the story Cory Rosen. That's C O R Y R O S E N. You can find us all the upcoming guests, uh, uh coming there, uh, including on Tuesday, where we have two guests, Caleb Wilbur and JP Mayer. Caleb Wilbur is a guy from Ohio, he's an LBC alumni, and he runs some, he, he's running a really cool uh, project called the Freedom City Collective. He is setting up a place for worship leaders to uh, expand their craft and all that kind of jazz. And then we're going to hear more about that then. And J.P. Mayer, he's the resident music director at the Dutch Apple Theater. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we get to hear about what that's like, what what does that even mean and entail. So if you want to check that out, please be sure to follow, like, subscribe. If you want to support this uh, channel, Please be sure to share and tell your friends. Be like, hey, yo, look at what this dude's doing. He's got some cool cats coming on. (laughs) If you really want to support, please do look into the shop. We have stickers. We have shirts and hoodies coming out with the first 50 guests on the back, including Mr. Ethan Horning. With all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and we will see you guys Tuesday. Bye.